Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we can only talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang, I'm a mom to an 18-month-old baby boy, and I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. On today's podcast, I bring on my mom, Mama Wu. She is visiting from our hometown of Boston, so I had to take up this opportunity to bring her on the podcast. And today, we're going to talk about both the differences and the similarities between parenting as an immigrant mother in the 1980s and parenting as a second-generation Asian-American now in the 21st century. Welcome to the podcast, Mama Wu! Hello, thank you for having me again. To all the parents out there, we are in this together, so let's get this episode started. As with every episode of Spill the Baby Tea, we are going to start with our giggle and drool of the week. Since you are my guest mom, can you share with our guests your drool of the week? What moment was a bit more difficult for you this past week? And just as a heads up, my mom will be speaking a mix of Hoi Sanwa, which is our native tongue, our native language, Toisanese Hoi Sanwa. Um, and I will be doing a little bit of translation. So go for it, mom. So your drill of the week is that every time you visit Los Angeles, you are sad that you have to go back to Boston because those first few days back home is when you're not, you know, with us, your two daughters, and also your sisters, your two sisters, and your mom. So that is your drool of the week. Yes. How about your giggle of the week? What's made you happy this past week? The very, very happy time is last week. Uh, got a whole family with uh, Palm Spring. Uh, the whole family go over there for vacation. And got a whole so her giggle of the week is that this past weekend we went to Palm Springs as a family. It was actually, I think, the first time that our family ever stayed in an Airbnb together. And we brought my grandma. So her giggle and her happiest time was seeing 
my grandma happy. This Airbnb actually had a game room in it and I'm adding language right now to my mom, but this Airbnb had a game room and my grandma was playing ping pong and basketball and they were just cackling at foosball because I've never played foosball before and it was just a hilarious sight to see my mom, my aunt, and my grandma try to play foosball. I don't think they made any goals. <laughs> So something that I've really come to appreciate as a mom is the growing dynamic between myself and my mom. She has been so instrumental, not only in raising me to be the woman that I am today, but in helping me to care for my son as well. Over the past year, I heard many stories from my mom about how different it was for her to raise me back in the day, how she had to reuse diapers, wash my poop from the diapers with her own hands, how she swore she potty trained me at one years old. And I'm always like, that's crazy. So for today's episode, I wanted to cover the differences between raising two daughters in the 1980s as an immigrant Asian mom and raising a son now in the 21st century as a second generation Asian American woman. So mom, just off the top of your head, what are some differences that you can identify? Okay, pause, pause, I need to translate. <laughs> so the most difficult thing was her coming to America. How old were you? 23. She was 23. So when she first came to America, she didn't have much help. She didn't know the language. And what she did, she, and she didn't have much money either. So what she did was she went to Chinatown and bought a book and followed the book step by step, page by page to understand how to raise a child. And that's how she raised us. <laughs> เออหงมายุเนจงตุเคซีกะมุนไหนล่ะซุยตุเกนี่ถึงลอยตุ่มกําไอน่ะซุถึงไหงเหลาอ่ะหุยเพรกหลังอ่ะหุยงิ้มช
discrimination and all of that. So the things that we, my sister and I do with our kids are things that she never um, could do with us, unfortunately. And she says, sorry, don't be sorry, mom. Helen here. I want to take a moment to add something because I wish I leaned into this conversation a bit more. But because of our dynamic growing up, not talking a lot about our emotions in our household, it was a reflex of mine to skip over my mom's sorry. My mom has never said sorry about this part of our past before, and I can tell hearing back in her voice that she really meant it. I think a mom will always feel like they want to give their best to their kids, and when they themselves feel unable to because of the language barriers, because of the difficulty of navigating the world around you, because of the innate fear of showing up in a foreign world, I think that's something that she really struggled with as a mom who wanted to give the most to her children. And I think a lot of immigrant parents probably go through this same sentiment. So I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge how deep that sorry went and how much the love of a mother was behind that sorry. In any case, let's resume the conversation. <laughs> And so after work, she would also go to school so that she can learn English and hopefully help us with our homework. So she said that even though she wanted to spend all this time with us, there really wasn't a lot of time to spend with us because she was spending that time with schoolwork so that she could help us in the future. Yeah, so in China, she graduated from high school, but here in the U.S., you do need to get your GED to be considered a high school graduate. That's why I go to a GED program. Every day, I go so every time she went to work, she would have a backpack with her, and that was her schoolwork. And her manager, her co-workers, actually helped her with her homework. And she got her GED diploma. I still remember. I think I was maybe like six years old. Seven yeah, years old? Something like that. Yeah. yeah and I remember going to my Yeah, my mom's graduation. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what is this? It was so cool. Mm-hmm. And I think the other big thing that I'd love to touch upon is the postpartum care too. I talked about the postpartum confinement period extensively on a previous episode of Spill the Baby Tea. So if you're curious about the details, feel free to go back and listen to that episode. But for you, mom, what was that actually like for you taking care of us? Because you moved here when you were 23 and you had Annie, my sister, at 23. And when you moved here, your mom wasn't here in America with you. Um, she was still in China. So who made you the soups, the hong sui and the foods and forced you not to wash your hair or go outside? <laughs> My dad's mom. Anyway, mother is not uh, like a... You are poor, poor. Mm. Not that 
Uh, old tradition. Uh, my my dad's mom is not as traditional or old schooled as my mom's mom, my papa. For a whole month, my mom did not go outdoors. That is one part of the confinement period where you're not supposed to go outdoors in case, you know, wind gets in your hair and you catch a cold. Mm -hmm. But she only went out during the doctor's visits and she also listened to everything my dad's mom told her and was always very obedient. Did she also make you the soups and the foods and everything? Yes. Whatever I give you it and to hai put except toy ngui Everything that I had eaten for my postpartum confinement period was what she ate as well, except for me. I ate vegetables, fish, and fruit, which apparently I wasn't supposed to, but I need a variety. <laughs> Because I remember when I was pregnant, my mom had basically said to me, I'm going to be here in LA for six weeks to help you do this. This tungit is what it's called in our language or joye in Mandarin, the confinement period. And it wasn't even like an ask. It was like a, this is what you're going to do. And for me, I was like, okay, <laughs> being the good Asian daughter that I am, I will do it. But as we were going through it, we were butting heads. I think we might have cried together. No, we for sure cried together on like day three because it was really hard. The cultural and generational differences were very much fighting each other during that time. I mean, mom, do you think I was a, a really bad daughter for not listening to you during that time, for questioning you? Uh, they may get used to ngoi ka old style hangmoi ngoi 100% believe ko old style hai good hangmoi work for you and plus uh, no old people gong ni if you are negasin hai hai mho if your health have problem only chance hai ne thung ne jit gong to fix the problem ngoi gong ne thung ho the whole future, the healthy, the whole, would believe that. <laughs> she feels very strongly about this, y'all. She said that this, this confinement period is very, very important for you. If you're the type of person that had bad health before giving birth, you can fix that. Only there. During this one month. Yeah, only this month can fix it. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But in general, she said I was a relatively good daughter at listening to her. I, I listened about like 70%, right? More than 70%. More than 70? Yeah. Okay, you know. I'm <laughs> Okay, <laughs> except I didn't wear shoes in the house. Whoops. <laughs> the bottom of your foot is very important. <laughs> a lot of nerves. You're warm. And it has to be warm. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. 
Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Well, now that we've talked about the postpartum confinement period, what about discipline? I don't know if I'll ever get to a point of spanking or hitting my child. It's all about gentle parenting these days. Did you hit or spank us as kids, mom? Yes. <laughs> Just a very confident <laughs> yes there. Yes. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. That's Mandarin. I still don't know what that means. Okay, there's a there's a, a saying in Chinese culture that if the kid doesn't listen, you need to use a stick to hit them. In the in the long time ago, younger school, if they listen to the teacher, teacher the word egalula. This happened in school. Uh, if you didn't listen, the teacher will hit you with a ruler. The ruler. Hit your hand. All right. She's using a pen to hit her hand to show me <laughs> just how aggressively they will hit you. I 100% agree with Some punishment is need. She doesn't 100% believe in this statement. However, some appropriate punishment is needed. Where would you hit me? Hit me butt. <laughs> my butt. Use my hand, hit your butt. <laughs> She's like motioning it right now, and I'm like, it's bringing back traumatic memories. Only hit your butt. <laughs> Okay, another thing. Right now, I'm not really letting my son watch television unless I need a quick break or an easy distraction. Do you remember letting us watch TV when we were younger? Did you monitor what we watched? Uh, yeah. Hi, hi, ne. We ne. Hop tap. Cow ne. Sit ye ne. Ne TV. Ay ne. Hi. Put goni. Then see. Uh, ong. Then see more iPad, more cell phone. Mostly educational things, but back then there was no iPad or cell phones. And what, have only one TV in the living room. I think they understood that. <laughs> yeah, uh, only one TV in the living room. So then, yeah, for her fun, I also see how to do her homework. Ah, uh, from the young the fun go to the high high. Weekend, I was in a high. You see, for her, we got more homework to do. Yeah, we in a high Sometimes she'll let us watch a little bit, either after we finish dinner, showered, right before bed, or on the weekends. She'll let us watch TV for a little bit. But sometimes when when we go out with the friend and yet ban pang you, yet ban kid ne, the younger less one then run around, going go on then see how you sell your phone, what's the iPad ni, 
<laughs> Back then, every time we went to restaurants, usually it was the Chinese banquet restaurants, me and all of my cousins and friends, we'd be running around. I still remember, I still have very good memories of this. We'd be running all around the restaurant, running amok, hiding under the tables. There were many, many memories of us crawling and, and like touching people's legs. But she said that if she had an iPad or a cell phone back then, then for sure she would have given us a cell phone or an iPad. <laughs> what what age did you start letting us watch TV though? Does not remember. <laughs> like as a baby? Do you remember as a baby? No baby. No, very little yeah. as a baby. Yeah. So what did I do instead? Just play. Lots of toys. We did have a lot of toys. Yeah. Slides. Mm. What about sleeping in the same bed? That was probably one of the scariest things for me as a new mom, hearing from so many people about SIDS and suffocation. If you are, you know, a deep sleeper and you have your baby sleeping next to you. Did I sleep in the same bed as you, or did I sleep in the crib? Sleep in the same bed with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you scared? Like, I was a little baby. No scared at all. Every hour you have night, Clyde, okay? So she doesn't know why, but when we were babies, both my sister and I, every single hour we needed to eat. <laughs> so at nighttime, she would have us basically at her boob, and every time we cried, she would stick a boob in our face, and we would eat, and then she wouldn't even know how long or for... If we were full or what was going on, but she would fall asleep and basically just sleep with us. <laughs> it wasn't until we stopped breastfeeding. What At what age was that? Uh, uh, one year. At one year old that she started putting us in the crib. But the whole lockdown, she said the moment that she put us in the crib, though, once the moment our butt touched the crib, we would start crying. And so she would have to keep putting us down and her hands started to really hurt because of that. I think that's about I, I feel like for my second child, I would probably do the same. I think I was I was very, very nervous about the first and I would always put him into the bassinet after we fed him. And it would take forever to put him into the crib because similarly, I think the moment his butt touched the crib, the bassinet, he would start crying. So we pick him back up and walk back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then put him back down. But I feel like for my second, I'm probably also going to be the same. Probably just co-sleep. Safely co-sleep. It's called co-sleeping. It's okay. As long as you do it safely. But you sounded like you weren't scared at all. She said, not if you're a deep sleeper, which I am. She said she's not a deep sleeper, so it's okay for her. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> well, nowadays, our generation is very big on pesticides and giving our babies organic foods and the cleanest foods. Honestly, I feel like this generation is going to grow up super soft, is what it sounds like. Is any of that something you cared about for us? What types of foods did you feed us as babies and kids? 
gọi đến cái sự hào ni họ sâu ngành với lại bao organic or not organic nên sĩ họ sâu nước phút với lại cái nên sĩ back then no one really cared about organic or not yeah bu còn đi anyway gọi tới tiền lương mấy này hạn này canned food only ai ngồi cô áo ngồi được ai này canned food chỉ hơi easy này anh này hạn cái canh này uống xong rồi tụt cây chân này thôi anh cứ cần gọi à anh này thun bữa đây tụt cây chân này này hạn generally no canned foods or preserved foods only when we went out and it was convenient would she bring some of the canned foods otherwise she cooked everything by herself Which is something that I notice with my mom too now with my kid. Like, she's very intentional about making, for example, if she makes juk, which is kind of like rice porridge, she will squeeze an orange juice. She will cook a whole chicken and use the juice of the chicken to make the juk so that you're not, we're not just eating white rice porridge. It's rice mixed in chicken juice and all the nutrients of the chicken. So you get some protein in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, very intentional with that stuff. How about cereal, though? I feel like back then everyone ate sugary cereal. Yes. Yeah, uh, and then, like uh, for every breakfast, for every meal, like a lot of cereal, and I would not give that to my kid nowadays. Hi, hi, have cereal, yeah, and I that you don't have oatmeal. We didn't like to eat oatmeal. Yeah. Because you gave us cereal, that's why. Once we have the sugar, we're not gonna go back to oatmeal. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> But the doctor ain't this you and how come it could No. <laughs> she said the cereal the doctors give us must be good. Back then I don't think anyone cared about that stuff. Now that I have my own kid, I think about, you know, his future. What were your hopes and dreams for me as a kid when you were, you know, a young mama? Tôi kể nhiều à, kinh kinh hong hong, phèn phèn non non hiang và mà hai dưới cái cút khít của mà 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 hai cổ hốc tối lắm, mỗi anh đi ăn hốc. That's it. <laughs> but you were not a really good kid by that time. <laughs> she said she wanted her hopes and dreams were for us to study, get good grades, be safe, be healthy. That's it. <laughs> And I wasn't a good kid, but now I'm a good kid. You are good kid now, yeah. I am really happy now. <laughs> How was I not a good kid back then? Hi, Kita. Kin mặc chế hắc. Tiêu hành đi khốn nên nên mò cái kit chẳng nên kin nó hủy hủy hủy. Còn gan một kin mặc chế hắc. I hung out with a lot of other bad kids that were bad influences. Yeah, I kin mặc chế. So nên nên sẽ nhịn hùng nên 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 nuôi tới lão người ho happy. So, so once I was no longer friends with my best friend, she was very happy. <laughs> Since you've only known me as your child your whole life, was it weird for you to to see me as a mom? A little bit. How? A little bit. You hai lần à, cú ngủi you yang nghe yít bắp chẳng you kêu sụp kêu. I don't know what she just said. So <laughs> <laughs> as a mom. There's a saying that as your daughter or child, even if you're 99 years old, you will always still be seen as... Even you are 100 years old. Oh, 100 years old. In 99 years, I still worry about you. Uh, 
當然頭先你 still 係我嘅 daughter 嘅，阿奶阿奶誒 ，be honest， 你同埋你嘅 sister 係 very good mother。So yes, so for her, she will always see me as a kid, no matter what, even if I am a mom now. Thank you. You still treat me like a kid sometimes. Is there something that you've noticed with me as a mom that you're impressed by? Back then, I was the literal translation is no-headed dog, so I was very chaotic, unorganized. And of course, in the two mama, you need to be like you how cool. But now that I'm a mom, I have a head as a dog. What? Do you need to you 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 lay? Put on how need up? You need to eat hot rice, lamb, hot organized. Every time we go out now, I'm very intentional with what I am doing. Very organized and very well planned. And tell you the truth, they and their sister, they surprised me. Oh, my sister and I surprised her as moms. Well, good. I am glad to hear that. I think that might be the first time I'm getting validation as a as a mom from my mom. So, woohoo! Heard it here on the podcast. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Uh, khoi sini ngoi na ho happy. Nei liang ngoi liang tem moi to ho hang gao. Right now, she's very happy. Both my sister and I are now very obedient daughters. Um, my son got sunny to ho liap ho hang wa. And her nephews and niece are also very. Kin nephew niece ah ngoi na grandkid ah. Oh yeah, grandkids. And your grandkids are also very smart and very great. Uh huh. Uh. Yes. What would you like to say? What's your last thing you want to say to our listeners? The young people. Young people, listen up. This is what she got to say, okay? If your mom is a very traditional woman like me, please try to obey her because she. Formerly believe that those traditional old way are good and useful,、mm. even if she cannot explain clearly.、Mm. Uh huh. I am sure your mom will be very, very happy. Okay, good job, mom. Basically, listen to your mom is what she's saying. Listen to your mama. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast with me today, Mom. I know, like, my mom is always very fearful of coming onto the podcast, and she's like, "What are you gonna ask me? Don't throw any new questions at me." But I think this was very helpful to hear.、Um, I think back then it sounded like there was a a lot more discipline and a lot more, also just being very relaxed with taking care of the child and raising the child, but also a lot more discipline. What do you all out there think about this overall topic? Does it sound like the generation now we're making it too easy for our kids, or are we raising kids that you know feel loved and supported? <laughs> I'm curious. What are your thoughts out there? You can share your comments on the Instagram post for this episode at Asian Boss Girl, and you can follow me at hwoo. Thanks, mom. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> 
She says, I need, I, need to tell, I need to tell her what people say, so leave your comments. <laughs> she said, don't call her crazy. <laughs> For me, Mama Wu, and my little bubs. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs>